Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast with Jake Edwards and Jason Matthews. It's all about health, wealth and footy. Yeah, it certainly is. Welcome to the first edition of Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN 693 AM in Brisbane and SEN 1620 AM on the Goldie. Jake Edwards, welcome to SEN, mate. Welcome to Saturdays in the Southeast. Good morning, Jason. Thanks for having me. Very exciting. Yeah, oh, well, I was looking forward to this show, to be honest. Uh, and then we were talking off air before the show started that you don't like cats. No. And we're not going to get on. No, <laughs> no, oh. we're not. I'm certainly a dog man, but look, you know, I, I barrack for the cats. Well, there you Shalom go. Cats. What sort of dog you got first? Well, because we've got to get to what we want to do yeah. in this first segment today is get to know what the show is about and who the hell's Jake Edwards. Um, so mm. you, you ex AFL player, played hey, for Carlton. Carlton, You've right? Done your research, mate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm doing this for the <laughs> listeners. Right? Yeah, played at Carlton. So yeah. I was actually the fifth player in my family to play AFL. So it was a big part of me growing. All at Carlton? No, not Carlton. So my great grandfather, my grandfather. All played at the Bulldogs at Footscray, now known as the Western Bulldogs. And my dad played at Richmond, Collingwood, the Bulldogs. And my cousin played 250 games at Collingwood. What's your cousin's name? Shane O'Bree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he now coaches or assistant coaches there at uh, at Geelong. Yeah, so, nice. Mm. Nice. So a bit of uh, AFL pedigree, a lot of AFL pedigree. You yeah. played how many games for Carlton? Five really good ones, Jace. Yeah. Really, really good ones. Yeah. Now, I spent four years on the list. Yep. 2005, drafted at 36 as a 17-year-old and, yeah, spent four years living my dream and had the opportunity to run out in front of nearly 77,000 people at the MCG, round one, 2008. Tell me, why why the four games over four years if it's not too personal? Um, no, that's, that's it injury? Was it injury? Was yeah. it form? What was it? A bit of both. I, I had probably missed about a year all up because of injury. Uh, typical surgeries, typical football yep. injuries, things like that. Um, but... Just opportunity, yeah. It didn't didn't kind of come my way, and yeah. By the time my career come to a bit of an end, it it was a bit, little bit obviously too late. So that just, must be. How do you handle that? We're going to talk about but, you know mental health and stuff like that as well. Yeah. But, but how do you mentally handle that over mm. four years? The frust- frustrate. I mean, you made AFL. That's that's fantastic. But yeah. obviously, you want to aim higher and keep playing. How do you mm. handle that mentally? Well, especially when all your family members have played all yeah. 100 games and played premierships and, yep. you, know, grand, you know, everything that you want to do as a footballer. And I didn't get the opportunity to do that, play five games. It was tough, mate, to be honest. Like, I had such an expectation on me as a person, as a footballer. Didn't quite live up to that. Um, so the transition out of footy, but during my career was tough also. Like, experiencing a lot of mental health challenges. Uh, the football AFL has come a long way now in regards to that space. But back when I was playing, again, 2008, there was no kind of support in place. Yeah. There was nothing around You didn't the club. talk about it, mate. Definitely didn't talk about it. So, yeah, it was difficult, mate. And I thought I should have been playing AFL when I wasn't. And, and yeah, you know, it is what it is. But better after, for it today. After footy, uh, I mean, you've been in and around the health, uh, mental health space. We'll talk about that as well. You've been in and around that a lot and doing some great stuff. Uh, you then went on to Married at First Sight, which no doubt was the highlight <laughs> of, of your career. Oh, Mate, yeah. it, can I just say, yep. apart from Cats, Maths is my second great love. <laughs> You've surprised the amount of, of blokes that come up and talk to me anywhere. <laughs> Everyone would think it would be the ladies who watch the show. They love it. 
Mate, the amount of men that come up and go, oh, you know, I love you on that show. and they no, generally, I love it. Well, they generally say, oh, I only watch it because my missus is on the couch watching. I'm like, yeah, okay, mate, whatever. You, you definitely tune in uh, on, on the regular. But, uh, yeah, look, that was an experience that I'll never forget. That's no, for you sure. were tortured. Yeah, I was. was that, so was, how that played out, what was her name? Rebecca. Rebecca. That's yeah. right, from Perth. From Perth, yes. And she was the one who went home to see – was she the one who went home to see a sick dog? That's the one. And there was a bloke in the background? That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah right. So okay, that, so that's hard to handle. That was hard to handle. <laughs> I think people see it on TV. Yeah, it's a it's a reality show, but for me it was it was real in a lot yeah. of sense. Like yeah. I had a lot – I was invested in it emotionally and the, the experience, and then I found out when everyone in Australia found out for the yeah, – you know, as well. So it was uh, – yeah, it was a big thing, mate. But look, I learned a lot off the back of that. Um, and yeah, so I don't regret the experience being on the show. I just probably would have done things probably a little bit differently. You're a good looking rooster, mate. You didn't have to go on maps. No. <laughs> you just go down the pub on a Saturday yeah, night to be all right. I was failing in that area, Jay. So I just thought, why not put myself out there and you never know. But, hey, if um, I can find someone, mate, you can. Uh, well, I'm happily engaged now. Good so I'm stuff. getting married next year, which is very exciting. We look forward to uh, giving away some tickets uh, to that wedding. Hey, men's <laughs> health, this is big for me. Mm. I know it's massive for you. And this show is going to focus on uh, health. And we're going to talk about not just fitness, but we're going to talk about the mental health that yeah. a lot of blokes struggle with um, who don't talk about it. Hopefully, we'll give you some avenues where you can and hopefully give you some pointers which may lead to you feeling a lot better about yourself. So yep. we'll cover that off in the show. We're going to talk about wealth, which affects everybody, like, you know, with interest rates going up. And you're in this business. You're in this, you know, landscape. Yep. Uh, tell us about Edwards Property Co. And, uh, you know, with people buying homes and interest rates going up, it must be confusing at the moment and also challenging for some. Yeah, it certainly is. I think, you know, this time, probably 18 months ago, remember being in the Gold Coast market and Queensland market in general, just how crazy it was. Like yep. we had interstate clients and hearing stories of people that were putting offers down, sites unseen, yeah, these ridiculous <laughs> prices. And then here we are today where, you know, it's extremely adds other challenges to the buying market also and a lot of our clients are still frustrated keep missing out on homes and I guess the role that we played Edwards Property Co as buyers agents is, is really supporting people wanting to buy through that process of purchasing from start to finish and yeah like the industry over the last six months has taken a bit of a hit with interest rates you know borrowing so has it slowed down I mean we'll get into it but has it slowed yeah, down it has slowed down like activity wise there's still buyers out there but there are deals to be done on property um, but the capacity of borrowing has come back 30 percent so house prices have fallen slightly but also Queensland, mate, southeast Queensland's still booming yeah right? certain pockets it's catching like, up it's, it's catching up with the rest of the country it is like you I mean the stock this is the thing. A lot of our interstate clients who come up, the value that they see in property up here is far more what you'd get down in Sydney and Melbourne, for example. Happy to spend over a million bucks because the psychology on property down south has been that for such a long yeah. time. So those end products with the asset being, you know, renovated homes, ready to move in, they're still holding some really, really good value. And the lifestyle up here, you know, everyone's still still attracted to it and you've got I, plenty of people moving up. I think the last time you and I, the first time you and I had a coffee was about six months ago. That's how long this show's been in the planning. Yeah. And you surprised me. You said a lot of, a lot of people from Brisbane buying on the Gold Coast. Yeah. And I didn't think the Brisbane market was that cashed up, but apparently it is. Yeah, it is. Like, like the last, our last, say, five or six clients, nearly half of them have been families in Brisbane who have either 
the plan for them is to buy a property down here on the Gold Coast, either rent it out or Airbnb, for example. But Are these homes or investment things? They're, they're initial investments, yeah, right. but the, the, the goal for them as a, as a purchase is to move down here, perhaps in retirement or you know, as a holiday home in between kind of Brizzy and, and the Goldies. So, yeah, mate, there's, there's still a lot of clients up there um, who, yeah, in our experience, have cashed up. And yeah, want to come down and live there a bit closer to the to the surf. And of course, um, and they'll if they don't retire and want to commute, you'll enjoy that two hour commute like I do every morning on mm. the M1 heading up to uh, to Brisbane. It's hey, no fun. Oh mate, you do it a couple of days a week as <laughs> I well. Do, I do. Yeah. A, it's it's yeah. a rent. No matter what, if I leave at half past five or quarter six, it doesn't matter. Yep. It can take up to two hours a day. Yeah, isn't it great? I can't wait for this second freeway. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, be I'll be retired by then. Yeah. Hey, uh, the other thing, of course, this is SEN, and we talk sport. Mm. And we're going to focus uh, mainly on the AFLQ because that kicks off, obviously, this week. And you're playing for? I'm a Cooparoo. Cooparoo. Which is Div 1 uh, in the Queensland footy space. And we won the premiership last year. And How many did you kick again? Uh, well, where do I start? Well, you, it's the first thing you said to me when we had coffee a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> go, like, was it six? Uh, what in the in, in the in the grand final? No, it wasn't six. I only managed a couple, but I kicked uh, six in the prelim. That's right uh, to get us into the. Grand I think you final. mentioned that. Yeah. As well, I, I did kick. <laughs> uh, I, I did kick ten one game. Uh, last oh, did you? Year. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't want to go too much into that, mate. But I, I, I did end up winning the goal kicking for the league. So right, I don't um, want to go much into it, but <laughs> but we will talk a lot of footy and local yeah, footy in particular, and yep. it's massive, you know. And I love I love talking local footy. I love the the community feel of it. I like the Believe it or not, I love the can bars. I love the I love yeah. the crinkle cut chips, the pies. I just love getting to the footy because it's raw. Yeah, it it's is. real footy. Yeah, actually, one of our coaches at Cooparoo, he has a thing every weekend uh, game day that half time, no matter where he is, he tries the dim sims. Yeah, there you go. So I reckon we'll get him on one day um, and actually get his opinion on who has the best, best dim, dim sims in uh, the best in, in Brisbane shop. footy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mate, I love going to Labrador to watch the Tigers. You know, I, I love, mm. I love, mate. I just love going to my footy. Yeah, and a lot of, um, you know, my father who comes from that generation as well just loves getting back to that local football element where you've, you can stand up, you can have a beer, you can watch the the football. Yep. A lot of them think that the footy standard is actually more enjoyable to watch than it is the elite. The elite stuff we see on TV, so yeah, yeah it's a it's a great um, platform, mate, and I'm a big advocate for it. Having come up from Victoria myself uh, a few years ago, football down there is is a religion, you know. In country footy, I grew up in towards Ballarat, and that's just so good. It's the fabric of the community. Every weekend, most cafes and that are shut before midday, and everyone's down at the footy club. Uh, uh, watching I, them my wife and I spent a year living in Aubrey as we travelled around the. The radio circus. And I used to love going and watching the Ovens of Murray every weekend. And, you know? and that's a great league too. Actually, oh. we've got something later on in the show talking about Ovens of Murray. The there league. you go. Mm. There you go. So it used to be AFL on the Saturday, well, you know, Ovens of Murray, and then used to watch the footy, rugby league on the Sunday because it's, you know, one one half of the border, obviously, in New South Wales. That's and, right, yeah. And the other one in Victoria. Right. Uh, on today's show, we've got uh, Principal Advisor uh, Sebastian Mazza from Wealth Depot. Mazza or Mazza? We'll go with Mazza. Mazza, yeah, right, we'll go yeah. Mazza. And Aspley Hornets head coach uh, Daniel Webster will, will join us as well. This is Saturdays in the South East. It's about health, wealth and footy. More to come in a moment. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the South East. It's all about health, wealth and footy. 
considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Yeah, it certainly is. Jake Edwards, Jason Matthews here for the first show on SENQ, 6.93am. And hello to our listeners on SEN 16.20am on the Goldie. You're right there. You've oh, yeah, mate. Yeah. Sorry about throwing that. the microphone around the, around the joint. Um, yeah. Listen, it's time to uh, talk about the health side of our show, which is all about health, wealth and footy, as you, as you just heard. We'll talk footy and wealth real soon. But... Um, Men's health in particular, uh, we're not just going to limit to men's health, but uh, mental health is a, is a big issue in society now because when I was I'm, – I'm 52, Jake, and when I was growing up – I thought you were older than that, Jake. Yeah, I know. I know. I've, I've had a hard life. Don't <laughs> worry about that, mate. Uh, but I, I just – I um, we never talked about this uh, when we are growing up. And we've had battles along the way and you just deal with it and push on and stuff like that. But we've got a new we've got new generations that are coming through and 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 are more than happy to talk about it or at that stage we're willing to and don't know where to turn and and you started a, a wonderful charity back in or not a, a, a program back in 2015 called outside the locker room it is a charity I guess and yep. but mate tell us about that and and how it helps people yeah you're spot on Jason you know, mental health has been a a growing conversation over many many years and so I started the the charity off the back of my own personal experience in having played elite sport Um, I was diagnosed with depression and stress uh, anxiety during my AFL career found it extremely challenging to to manage during kind of 2008 2009 even back then when I was diagnosed I remember being given medication by the doctor at the time popping these pills thinking that everything would go away and my life would get back to normal and it, it just didn't work out that way um, so I kind of just abused the drugs again um, and then you know alcohol came into play and then like when my career had finished and then fell down a path of just a mental health struggles off the back of that losing that structure and routine in my life and having I guess not taking responsibility for the the diagnosis of the mental illness and falling too far down you know the path of, of, of addiction uh, which you know ultimately led me to a to a suicide attempt on my own life, uh, where off the back of that, um, spent time in a program and then working my way through a few different personal challenges that I was experiencing, and then had the opportunity to sit down and have a think about what I wanted to do for the you know for the remainder of of my life at that time. And having played local footy, footy as I was then in the country of Victoria, I realised that community clubs were footballers and blokes and men just like myself who didn't have access potentially to services or any knowledge or education around mental health or mental illness and I guess that's where the program identity started becoming and forming its own its own shape as as outside the locker room as it was as it was at the time and yeah just had the opportunity to get out around sporting clubs and talk about my experience and encouraging young men especially to talk about where they're at and how they're feeling and not to feel ashamed or feel any different around any kind of sadness or challenges they might be having to open up, talk to mates or coaches or family or friends and, and get the help that is provided to to avoid a lot of the challenges that I eventually had, you know, had experienced myself. And the program just kind of went from strength to strength with I realised that sporting clubs were looking for support in that area and there was nothing really available for them. Mm. And I guess that personal connection through a story was more relatable to young men between the ages of you know 15 to 25. Uh, in myself as an F former AFL player who'd been through the system, um, 
sharing quite a vulnerable story really helped engage a lot of that um, a lot of those those young young blokes in in football so as people go to sport this weekend and playing it all over southeast queensland what what are the signs mate if if you've got teammates um, and, and it's good that we all look after each other what are the signs what should we look for yeah it, look the football club environment is an extremely important environment so a lot of men and and women now will will go there to escape say, their work lives and get away and have a bit of a break, uh, which is really, really important for us all. But I guess some of the signs that we encourage sporting clubs and people to identify with is players that are, are distant, you know, their attendance rates have dropped off. Uh, there could be a challenge at home or work that's impacting their mental illness, sorry, their mental health to be able to, to get to training. Uh, distance might be because of their, they don't want their teammates around them to see any struggles they're having, you know, physically, emotionally. So keep an eye out for any your teammates uh, that are doing that, drinking and partying too much. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I love a beer as part of a football club culture, but th- there's a line there. And I think it's about associating the drinking with a potential challenge in that person's life. So if you've heard that they've had a breakup or they've been put off from work, generally as a coping mechanism, many, many men especially will use gambling, drugs, alcohol as a way to cope. Um, so over partying, drinking can become a sign that, hey, mate, w- what's going on? You, you just need to pull things back, but there's something underlining to the to the reasoning. And, and just emotional reactions, I guess, um, you know, it's the the unfamiliarity in a, in a teammate who normally is probably pretty calm and pretty measured who might just react in a, an yeah. aggressive manner or abruptly or crack, crack it at something very minor. Um, that you just sit there and go, mate, that's just not how you are. You don't normally react that way. Is everything okay? Yep. So these little signs that we can pick up on, generally what we recommend is saying, hey, you know your mates better than anyone else. You know who they are for a period of time. If you notice change in them, whether it's emotionally, physically, cognitively, anything like that, that's generally a good opportunity to, to get in, um, to step in and say, mate, is everything, is everything okay? Yeah, how do you do that though? Yeah, again, football clubs are a tough environment because you don't want to do it in front of the group or yeah. in front of everyone else. And generally what will happen, Jason, is that typical bloke, you know, hey, mate, you okay? What's yeah. the common answer you're going to get? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right, she's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so you really want to ensure that you're asking that question in a safe environment. So one of the things I recommend is maybe getting the player uh, to do some extra drills for you with you after training, just one-on-one away from the group and doing some handballs or kicking and get the opportunity maybe just to get uh, have that conversation. Hey, mate, I've noticed this and this is everything okay. Um, even maybe pick them up and take them to the next game or take them to training so you're in the car. Or hang out with them for the rest of the day or whatever. Hang out with them. Yeah. Just get them in a quiet environment where they yeah. feel safe. So us blokes don't like looking across from each other, talking, mm. you know. Uh, so get them in an environment where it feels pretty um, informal is a really good place to start. And, and as this, as women's sport, uh, it starts to grow as well. If, if you're driving to sport today, young ladies and, and young women as well, same applies. If you see the same sort of signs, uh, apply the same approach as well because uh, women's sport growing at a rapid rate and, and I'm sure this applies to that sport as well. So It, it certainly does, yeah. Like uh, My experience is with young men predominantly in, in football, but we know that women's football is the fastest growing sport in Australia and Participation rates here in in Queensland, especially, I wouldn't be surprised if 
if AFL does become sorry Queensland becomes an AFL state over the next five years and and women play a big part in that so these are all very relevant signs yeah for, oh, for females as well glad you well mate I'm glad you've recovered from that set up this wonderful charity it's called outside the locker room for more information visit their websites uh, www.otlr.org.au we better get to a break this is Saturdays in the southeast Jakey Edwards and Jason Matthews here back in a moment. We're going to try and talk wealth with you next. Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. Wealth Depot helps achieve your financial goals. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Yeah, as you can tell by that, we're going to start talking about wealth now. Thanks to Wealth Depot, helps achieve your financial goals. Principal financial advisor Sebastian Mazar from Wealth Depot is on the line. G'day, Sebastian. G'day, guys. How are we? Yeah, good. Um, part of this show, and this is the first show, and Jake and I talked about this off the top. We want to make people healthier in mind and in body. We want to make people wealthier by making some really good choices. And we want to talk footy. That's what this is all about. We've got you on this week to talk about lots of uh, lots of wealth uh, tips and advice yep. you can give some of our listeners. Of course, uh, if you want advice, please say we are not giving. This is general advice only. So if you want to seek specific advice, uh, perhaps give a, give Sebastian a call. So I know, Jake, you want to talk about what's been going on with the banks over, overseas and how it affects us, right? Yeah, we do. I mean, everyone would have seen the media of late, just the challenges they've been having over in America. And we thought it was a great time to get you on, Seb, just to talk about the collapse of the U.S. Mm-hmm. banks and Silicon Valley and Signature Bank. And exactly how does that affect us uh, here in Australia as a mum and dad trying to potentially borrow or buy a home? Yeah. I guess where we need to start is like, what actually happened and why it happened, and then we can um, you know, relate that back to our own sort of you know somewhat you know uh, circumstance. So so those two banks in America, um, you know, it was all more about risk management, understanding their short-term liquidity and long-term liquidity needs, and there was just a mismatch basically of of those two competing objectives basically. So 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 the powers that be made made calls around. Um, their bank's liquidity needs. Um, but as funding um, um, or as depositors became a little bit more concerned about their own short-term cash flow needs, they started pulling money out of these banks. But up to that, leading up to that point, the banks had made investments um, on behalf of those depositors into very secure investments, e.g. government securities, treasury bonds, etc. And what was had happened, we've had this Massive escalating or significant escalating of interest rates over you know the last uh, what ten months now, and and that caused a lot of those assets on their balance sheet um, to basically be um, loss drivers, and because of that demand by depositors to take their cash out of the bank, the bank had to start making um, uh, actual you know redemption of, of asset uh, transactions. That meant that they were actually starting to make losses on their investments. And then that that, that just um, that just um, um, unravels everything uh, for the bank. So, so it wasn't that the banks were were, were doing anything you know, um, mischievous, um, or they were taking on a risk that wasn't uh, able to be um, funded or controlled. It was just that mismanagement, and it just it just put them um, you know brought everything to a bit of a halt. Um, what the what the U.S. government and, and, and the central bank there 
they tried they they shored up the depositors so that way depositors could take um, uh, as much cash as possible, but the investors and those holding sort of more what we call um, uh, or less senior debt unfortunately lost out. So, so just with in Europe with Credit Suisse was a little bit. Yeah. So, sorry, mate. So just with that, uh, go ahead, Jake. How does that affect us here in Australia? Um, what's the ripple effect here to, to mum and dads? Well, all, all it does, all it does, is erode confidence in the banking system in terms of the sentiment and that, in that, uh, I guess, confidence that as us as you know people who, who put money in the banks um, to protect and, and secure our savings, that you know we have that little bit of uh, uncertainty about how secure that is, and that creates then a run on terms of, of us taking our money out of the banks or moving our money from one bank to another bank or physically taking it out of the actual system, which then would create short-term liquidity problems for, for the economy. But don't, do, do we still have bank guarantees? Like, does the government still back our savings in banks? Yeah. These are the, these are, yeah, these are the, the levers or the, or, or, or the, or the, uh, the, the capabilities that our banks and our governments have to try and build confidence back into the system. So yes, we in Australia we have um, a, a government guarantee that says if you if you have um, deposits of two hundred fifty thousand dollars or less with the bank, your money your money guaranteed. Right, right, right. and that's across all banks. Hey, so deposit, it, it, yeah, deposit um, taking. Is it a good time right now, mate, to go out and lend money to to buy a home? Well, this, this, what we're finding in the market is that the the, the bank's margins are getting squeezed um, from the cost of then funding or finding those that those dollars to actually lend out, and and also you know and, and the cost of that compared to what they really can charge the end consumer, so their margins are getting squeezed. So for us, um, we find that yeah, even though uh, effective cash rates you know, from the from the Reserve Bank are, are increasing. We're finding that the banks are just passing that on straight away, and that's because they sort of need to because they're, they're just getting squeezed. So we're finding that that buying capacity, um, interest rates will, will will probably remain quite high for the for the for the short term. And there's a lot of commentary, a lot of economists are predicting that rates might come down um, 2024 on the back of inflation um, getting under control. Rightio. So it's always best to still have that 20% deposit. If you've got that, that gives you more choice, doesn't it? That gives you yeah. more bargaining power as a borrower. Well, yeah, that's right. So, so just to you know relate all this stuff that's happening in the banking system with what's you know on the ground, those sort of fundamental things about buffers, about making sure you've got um, adequate equity in, in your in your property deal, um, will help safeguard you from you know short-term noise, short-term you know erosion of confidence. And hopefully ensure that you know you can maintain your loan repayments at the end of the day. Rightio. At Wealth Depot, they focus on improving financial knowledge to help clients live their best life. This has been general knowledge only. Uh, if you want more uh, advice specific to you, maybe reach out to Sebastian Mazza from Wealth Depot, and you'll, um, no doubt will will uh, help guide you on your wealth path. Hey, mate, appreciate your time on joining us on our first ever Saturdays in the Southeast show, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. Have a great day, everybody. Cheers, Righty Rightio, this is Saturdays in the Southeast break time. When we come back, we're going to talk footy. It's the footy part of health, wealth and footy. We'll get to that next. 
Considering a buyer's agent? Visit edwardspropertyco.com.au. This is SEN Saturdays in the Southeast. It's all about health, wealth, and footy. NAB AFL Auskick is back. Register at play.afl slash Auskick. This is Saturdays in the Southeast on SEN. Actually, um, one of my daughters, you know, you know I've got the twins, mm. the Rangers, uh, <laughs> one of them was younger. I got her to play Auskick. She, she couldn't kick. And yes, I thought did. if she was going to play AFL, I think that's probably an important part, right? Yeah, well, You can't just handball it. all the time. No. <laughs> Although there was an old uh, Hobart player, Wayne Pettit. He was a fullback, could not kick. Would have played AFL if he could kick. Every time he took a mark, he had to handball. Is it fair to say she got the skills from you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, her mother can't kick either. <laughs> I think she was doomed from the start. We've got the Aspie Hornets head coach, Daniel Webster, uh, on the line now. How about this? But is this guy the busiest bloke in Queensland? He's got a nine-to-five job. QAFL coach, he coaches Aspie. AFLW Brisbane Lions midfield coach, um, how have you got time to talk to us, Webby? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it is very busy, very busy schedule. But, um, yeah, fair to say I'm uh, well supported. Great wife at home, mate. Ah, that's, that's, that's how it works, mate. Now, listen, going back to my daughter, is there a place in, uh, in AFL, in Queensland in particular, uh, for a non-kicking fullback? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if she's an elite spoil, then yes. Ah, that's it. <laughs> hey, hey, Backman, sea ball, punch ball, mate. It's not a very difficult game. Exactly. <laughs> I'll have to get her back into it then. Play to your strengths. That's it. <laughs> hey, Webby, mate, first of all, congratulations on winning the premiership at the end of last year. Um, no doubt, as I experienced as part of the Cooperoo Kings, Jace, we won the premiership last year, the di- uh, division below the quaffle. But congratulations, mate. Have you managed to keep most of the, the squad for this season? Uh, yeah, no, we have. We've um, from the grand final side, we've kept all bar two. So one uh, moved to Newcastle for work, uh, and someone else went into coaching. Um, so yeah, we've able to keep most of the squad together, same as the reserve grade squad, and we've picked up a, a handy few in Tom Templeton, John O'Freeman, and Tom Jeffrey have all returned to the club as well. So yeah, we've 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 been very happy with where we sit with the list. It's, uh, Templeton's a borough boy, isn't he? Was he Port Melbourne? Uh, no, he was out Geelong way. Geelong before that, but he played. Yeah, man, um, he might have at some point though, briefly. Yeah, the reason I bring that up, uh, Jace, is 2011. I won the premiership in the VFL for Port Melbourne. Yeah, um, right. Went through undefeated <clears throat> the whole year, mate. Under Airsy. Just thought I'd try and find a way to, to slip that one in. He's been doing this all. Like the first, you know, the first time I had coffee with, with Jay, he goes, oh, I kicked six in the preliminary final and then only a couple in the grand final. But, yeah, yeah he, he wedges that in straight away. Hey, Webby, you've had a couple of practice games, mate, already. How, how's the side looking? Yeah, good. We went up and played Maroochydore uh, up on their ground uh, a few weeks back and, and then Morningside two weeks ago. And, yeah, now we've had two good hitouts and, uh, everything's rock solid. Um, last year was difficult in a sense. We had um, dropping back from the VFL to the Quaffle. We, we lost half of our list, to, which was always going to happen. And then we tried to get as many uh, former athlete players back. And we had our Division One side come up to, to top uh, our list. Mm. So we had a lot of people from different places. So trying to get all that together um, with game plans and training and 
all of that just took a lot of time. So it took us a while to kind of get going, get comfortable. But whereas this year, it's it's been a lot smoother because everyone's kind of already gone through the process and understands the drills and mm. how we go about it. So it, it has been a little smoother than last year, and hopefully that means we'll start the season off um, a little quicker than what we did last year. Um, but yeah, the next few weeks will show that. Yeah, mate, that leads me into a great segue into round one, which is um, a big, big game, mate. It's the Premiership, well, I guess you want to say reunion or the rematch uh, against Broadbeach. How are you guys feeling about it? Are you boys ready to go? Good training this week? You, know, you, you train as you play, you play as you train, Jace. Right, you, it, I'm confused. As yeah. you know, mate, uh, being an athlete yourself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how, how are you guys looking? Yeah, no, we're looking really good. Um yeah, a couple out, but that's kind of standard um, uh, through the season. Um, but in saying that, we've still got a very strong side. And, yeah, we expect Broadbeach to be super strong. If, um, I mean, last year they only lost the one game. And uh, the year before they won the Premiership and didn't lose many either. So they're, um, they've been a strong side for a very long time. And they've had a fair bit of turnover since the grand final. But um, they've recruited heavily and, and very well. Uh, so I expect them to be super strong. Um, and it should be a, a ripping game of football. What are your strengths at the moment as a team? Um, I think our, our strength, I think, has always been our depth, and, and we play, yeah, we, we play a strong team brand of football, and don't rely on individuals to to get the job done. Um, and everyone's well aware what their role is, and uh, and very clear. So, yeah, that for me is our strength. Like we do have a lot of talented players, but everyone buys into to the team game and. Um, our system. Hey, um, I mean, I, I don't know. Hopefully you'll answer this one. Uh, are there any teams this year that you're keeping a close eye on? Uh, are there any big improvers or someone you you not fear, but you think oh, they, they're, they're going to be pretty good this year? Yeah, no, we, we do a bit of research looking through the other teams and, um, you know, we expect Broadbeach to be very strong again. Redlands have picked up a couple of handy ones and they were they were right in the mix last year, so I expect them to be um, really pushing. Palm Beach have had a lot of big-name recruits and some ex-AFL players join, um, and that's on top of a really good junior base. So I think they'll be the ones that are the big jumpers. Um, and, yeah, but there's been a lot of good recruits around. I mean, I mean um, a couple of ex-AFL players have, have joined other teams as well. So it's been good for the Competition. There's a lot more high-profile players running around, and um, it just means that the comp's getting stronger all the time and getting a bit more even between top and bottom. As a big, as big Frawley joined Palm Beach, is that is Correct. that right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and, so. um, Armitage as well. Yep. Dan, yeah, Daniel. Yeah, he's East former St Kilda player. Um, Frawley played couple of flags at Hawthorne at the end of his yep. career there. So some good players running around that Quaffle area, Jace. That's a good game this weekend, Surface versus Palm Beach. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. One we'll keep definitely keep an eye on. Hey, um, Webby, mate, Ryan Banks-Smith. Now, I'm just going to go through his his year last year for you, for you, Jace. So J.A. Grogan medal, which is a league best in Ferris. I won one of them back home in the, <laughs> yep. in the league, uh, back in country Victoria. Uh, Sid Guilford Trophy, which is coach's MVP, the 2022 Premiership, the Carl Herbert medal, which is the club BNF. And the Quaffle team of the year. There's not much more you can do in a year's uh, of football. Webby, what and how does he improve on last year? Hmm. Um, well, his, his improvement. He's um, he's now listed with Southport 
in their VFL squad. So yeah. he's playing VFL at the moment. So he's still aligned with us. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, he's one who's who's taken a step up to that level. He played quite well for them last week. Um, so that's his next um, next elevation of his game. Yeah. So we, you expect to see him at the Southport Sharks for quite a bit this year. I hope so. Yeah, for for him. Um, obviously, if, he, if he's available for us, we'll take him in a heartbeat. Um, but no, I really hope that that he um, that he gets to play every game and, and continues to grow and develop. Um, and yeah, as I said, he started well on the weekend. But Southport are a very very strong football side. Um, so yeah, we'll just see how the year pans out for him and um, and support him best we can. All right, Webby, we've kept you for too long. You've got, you've got to get back to your nine-to-five job now, no doubt about it. Uh, Daniel Webster, head coach of the Aspley Hornets. Uh, good luck for the first round this weekend, mate, and thanks for joining us on Saturdays in the South East on SEN. No, I really appreciate it. Thanks, boys. Hey, before we look at the rest of the games for the weekends, um, just quickly, there has been a, a fine handed out by the Ovens and Murray League in Victoria. Yeah, there has been, mate. Um, last year, the grand final uh, was held uh, between Wayne Garada and Yarrawonga. And, yeah, so off the back of that, I guess, end of the last year, the Wayne Garada team have been – oh, they've been fined $28,000 for um, – sorry, been fined 120 – no, hang on, let me get this right. $28,000 because um, the cap is $125,000 in the Murray – Football League. Did um, they win the premiership? They did. They ended up beating, yeah, the Yarrawonga uh, Pigeons at, at the time, yeah, by three so, points. So did they get stripped of the title? So they got stripped of the title. Um, so no premier will be declared for, for last year. Um, but um, the club hasn't appealed their decision. They've accepted it and moved on. But, you know, this is the first time in what I can remember in my time in local footy that this has actually taken place, which is obviously a big event uh, for country footy, not only in Victoria, but I think it puts on puts most clubs and leagues just on notice that, you know, the cap uh, mm. and point systems are in place for a reason. Yeah. Um, and the governance around that is going to be probably even stronger now off the back of what's happened down in Victoria. Jeez, Yarrawonga only lost that grand final by three points too. Mm. Yeah, it's a very Could have been a different story. But I've got to give credit where it's due. And the Yarrawonga president, uh, Ross uh, Milquani, uh, come out and, and made a statement, which was all class, which you can jump on their Facebook and, and check it out. But basically, he just said, you know, at the end of the day, football is football. It's not always about winning. They're proud of the plays and everything nice. they put forward. And uh, However, the better team won on the day. All righty. Let's get back to the quaffle. As you caught it before the games this weekend, give us a tip. Uh, Sherwood versus Mount Gravatt. Sherwood, Mount Gravatt. Well, as you can, you know, both finished um, second last and last last year. Um, so let, let's go for the underdog from last year and uh, and go for Sherwood, shall right, we? Yeah. Well, at home, right? Uh, yep. Morningside at home against Wilston. A Morningside. Uh, Victoria Point versus Noosa. I'm going to go Vic Point. Yeah, they've had a good last year. Um, Noosa... Um, Dropped off some plays at the end of last year. But if you're picking on beach alone, uh, <laughs> you'd go Noosa, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'll be forced to buy a few homes up there, so some clients <laughs> on Hastings Street, uh, which a deal was done with a client that I would be able to get up there and stay in one of those apartments a couple times a year. Mate, you've probably got about three yourself. <laughs> Mate, I'll be at Cook Murphy Oval yelling uh, abuse. No, I don't yell abuse. You can't do that. Uh, Labrador versus Maruchidor. I'm going to go Maruchidor just because you like to go and watch Labrador. <laughs> I love it, mate. Yeah. I love it. It's a great facility there. Isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. And good meals. But anyway, we're not promoting the club at the moment. Uh, Aspley <laughs> versus Broadbeach. 
This uh, is a great game. Oh, look, well, we just spoke to Webby, but I truly do believe that Aspley uh, will get the job done again over Brody. Could be a fiery encounter too, Service Paradise versus Palm Beach. Yes, the local rivalry. Um, big gonna, recruits, you're saying, for Big Palmy. recruits, big recruits. I'm going to go Palmy on this one uh, with uh, Armitage and Frawley, as we mentioned. Just might be a little bit too strong for, for surfers. Rightio. This has been the first show of Saturdays in the Southeast. Jakey Edwards from Edwards Property and Co. Hey, mate, thanks for your time. By the way, season 2023, Regos are open for NAB or the NAB AFL Auskick and Club Footy. Sign up at play.com. AFL. Mate, listen, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for me, Jace. It's been good. I think we've come out of this unscathed. I think we have just. We've just got this one out of the way. Listen, we'll be back uh, next Saturday morning for Saturdays in the southeast. The Saturday uh, Morning Mowers Club back this morning from 8 o'clock. That's not too far away on SCNQ 693 AM or 1620 AM on the Goldie. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll catch you next week. Bye.